This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you Halloweener touchers? You, Kevin Goatee, gutting the sacred cow. It's our Halloween episode. So I reached out and found Sonique Smythe, who picked an interesting film. Amityville Horror, the original, not that Ryan Reynolds nonsense reboot. We don't do reboots on here. Well, who did I get to sit in as co-host? Why, Delvin Cox, of course. Why not? It's been a minute. Before we get to it, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com if you want to say hi to us. And don't forget, we love those five-star rating, two or three-sentence reviews. Thanks to my pal Richie G for the latest one I saw on iTunes today. That was really heart-touching. I was really moved by his constant support and then saying this is the best project he's ever seen me in. Man, that was really kind of you. Uh, enough patting myself on the back. I could be here all weekend. Believe me, I will. Let's see if sneak has got the goods to unpossess Amityville Horror. Gather Price check on Vagiclean IL-5. I repeat, price check on Vagiclean IL-5. That's Vagiclean. We've got a customer down here with a full-on fallopian fungus. She's baking a loaf of bread, and I think it's sourdough. Guest host, Delvin Cox, <laughs> welcome back. Do you know what movie that quote is from? That sounds very familiar, but I do not remember the movie. Boy, you are as bad as Kevin Israel in this department. Sonique Smith, welcome to the podcast, my dear. How are you tonight? Hello, I'm good. Sonique, do you have any idea what po- like quote that film is from? If you need to give it to again, I'll give it to you again. I have no idea, but I'm happy to learn that it's a movie quote. I thought this is how you're going to introduce me. <laughs> no. You thought he was having a stroke? Yeah. I was like, that, okay. That, I, that I, wouldn't I, be the first time. Like, I was, I was these guys say, are edgy. Like, Sonique has got a vaginal, a vaginitis problem, folks. This is me just blowing like, our shit up up here. No. Like, wow, thanks. We're wild enough today. I don't know the movie, no. The movie is me, myself, and Irene. Ah. A Jim Carrey overlooked, I feel classic kevin goatee delvin cox and sonique smith has joined us for the first time sonique we are glad to have you sonique has chosen a film not as blatant as a as a sacred cow i feel but nonetheless has said ha huh, interesting choice and i'll let it fly she has chosen 1979's amityville horror a box office sorry a budget at the time of 4.7 million a box office haul of $86 million. Turn that into 2023 money. $19.7 million budget. 361, sorry, $362.1 million. Holy Christ, Delvin Cox. That's a monster yeah. ROI. 
This and I'm going to push back a little bit on you, Kevin Goatee. I would okay. say this is a fitting movie, Be Gutted, because this movie inspired a lot of other movies in modern times, like The Conjuring, The Nun, and all these movies that are making billions of dollars now. Kind of come from this time, this movie right here. This is kind of the first of one of those type of movies. So, yeah, this movie is a classic. Dare I say it also inspired kind of sort of Blair Witch Project. A Correct. A film based on quasi-true events, but Blair Witch really turned the corner on that to make it seem like it was a real, real film. And that, of course, film done by Dan Dunn on this very podcast. And, if I, and I was on that episode. I know you were. I, come on, let me host. <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> Delvin guest hosted. Yes, quotes from this film. Who was on the phone? Bunch of static. Probably a collect call from Japan. What? What a reach! I thought the World War II anti-Japanese sentiment would have died more by that time, and you would have had more of like an anti-Russian or anti-Iranian jab. At the time, way more appropriate than the oh, damn Japanese collect calls like, ah, all right. This film is not quotable <laughs> otherwise, I found. Delvin Cox, are you going to prove me wrong? You forgot the main one that everybody always says and is referencing every movie. Get out. Uh, That's yeah, the no, one that everybody okay. knows. <laughs> but it's, I, I just felt if you someone said get out, I just feel it's so generic. But you got to say it in the way the movie said it. Like, get out. <laughs> Been done in a million different times in a million films. I guarantee if you were to pull 10 people and say, what is this from? And say it in that exact voice, I think maybe two at most can nail this. I could be they wrong. Would assume it's, they would assume it's get out, probably. <laughs> yeah, Fair. they probably would assume it's get out. Yeah. Because yeah. that actually happened in that movie, too. They did. Sonique, <laughs> what about you? Any quotes that you found to be jumping off the screen? Um, honestly, no. And that's why I don't like this movie because it doesn't have, I feel like as many quotable or memorable moments as I feel like a horror classic ought to. Well, we're going to jump right into it. Five fun facts. This one blew my taint away because the movie was made on a relatively modest budget. James Brolin took less money up front, but with the promise of 10% of the gross of sales after its release. After the time, it became an unexpected blockbuster at that at that time. It was in the top 10 of all of all time in 1979. He received about $17 million for this film, which in 1979 money is a lot. It's pr pretty smart. He pulled the Nicholson Batman before Nicholson and Batman. Yeah. It's a good move. Did he At do that for Batman? Sorry. He did. No, no. Yeah, absolutely. He did. In fact, it's some okay. stupid amount, which he did it. At. In fact, I want to see the Nicholson. Uh, Someone else did that in a movie famously. Was it Robert Downey Jr.? Somebody else that did that in a big movie. Hmm. He walked. He agreed to work for six million bucks, says Google, and he made 90 million off of that film. Wow. By taking the the points in the end as well. I see 60 million now. And that's a 2020. Who cares? 60 million, 90 million. Ah, and that's 19, money. <laughs> 1989 money. So that's why Jack. Yeah. Um, see, I was raised by immigrant parents. So I was not taught to like play the long game. It's like, get the money now. You never right. know what's going to happen. A war. 
<laughs> a coup might happen. You might want to get it now. <laughs> the dollar may be devalued like Greece and you're held, held right. with a bunch of drachmas and you're like, ah, oh, damn it. What exactly. was that? I was reading a oh, I was reading the book about it's about uh, 1980s rock and roll and how it fizzled out. The one guy for who was an engineer for poison said he wants the fifteen thousand dollars instead of taking one percent of the album sales, which of course went bonkers. Whoops. All right, That's fun crazy. fact number two. At around 20 minutes, Margot Kiddo's character is washing the dishes and she is humming the love theme from Superman, where she was, of course, played Lois Lane. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's a cool fact. That's cute. That's didn't cute. pay didn't pay attention. Didn't like Superman. Think that movie is disgustingly overrated. By your silence, you're like, I disagree, or huh, not a bad take. I'm trying to think which one is it. I always mix up I, one and two. The first one. The first one. Christopher Reeves, I, that was the first one. I always mix up one and two. One of them I care nothing about. And one of them I actually I enjoyed. have sadly not seen either of them. The Zod one is the best one, and that's two. That, that's okay. the one I remember. That's right. the one I always think about. Gene Hackman one is terrible with the first one, where he spins Earth backwards to try and go back in time, and it's so yes. dumb. And he's remember, trying to stop a real estate agent? Yeah. Oh. Uh, from buying California. It's it's a it's a Donald Trump kind of thing here that we're doing is the villain, ironically. <laughs> For years, number three, rumors have circulated. The movie was supposed to be filmed in the actual house in Amityville, New York, but the production team was too frightened to film inside. The reality is the town of Amityville denied the studio to film any scenes whatsoever to distance themselves from any publicity. Therefore, the production team found a two-story colonial house in Tom's River, New Jersey, an hour and a half south of where I am right now. Oh. A, a third-floor facade was added along with the crescent moon windows on both sides of the house. Almost all the interior scenes filmed at MGM Studios, though. So there you have it. Number four, the Lutz family went on to live a normally, a relatively normal life free of paranormal activity after escaping the house, but their peace was short-lived. George and Kathy Lutz divorced in the late 80s. George died of heart disease on May 8, 2006 in Clark County, Nevada, which is Vegas, pretty much. And Kathy died of emphysema August 17, 2004 in Scottsdale, Arizona. The three children are adults, obviously, and remain out of the public eye. They also changed the kids' names for the film. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Would you like to take guesses on who was considered for the role of George Lutz? I'll give you hints. All of these names were monster names in the 70s. Huge. A-list all the way. I even even say A-plus for three of them. Four names. Go. I have no clue. I'm not that old Kevin Goatee. God is like damn Robert Redford up there somehow? <laughs> he is not, but he's that in that, that kind of that kind of fraternity. You're right. That fraternity would be quite yeah. logical to think that. Any other guesses? Delvin, I think there's one out here that you should nail, but you're you're disappointing me. Al Pacino. <laughs> I think Ooh. we got a specter in the house. Is that what we're gonna do? I got it. No. <laughs> damn it. No. <laughs> I like when you do leg stretches in the bedroom. I like when you do leg stretches in the bedroom. No, the, I thought easy one was Harrison Ford. That was an easy one. I thought you would get. Oh, oh but 
Okay. I don't think of Harrison so far. I guess that's right. Yeah. Motherfucker, he was in Star Wars and Apocalypse that came that out in the 77, so he had two years before this came out. I wasn't even born in 77, Kevin. Yeah, you know what, Delvin Cox? I wasn't born when JFK was assassinated, but I still know what the fuck happened. You, you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Harrison Ford gives very uh, very big stepdad energy, so I could sure. see it. Yeah, yeah, like stepdad, kind of an asshole stepdad. I can see it. How about these other three for you, Sunique? Do they give that same kind of energy? Burt Reynolds. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chomping that, chomping that gum. Well, you know, <laughs> three fifteen here. The goddamn ghosts keep coming around here. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, James Con. Oh, James Con oh. would been cool. That would have been interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Number four, the aforementioned Christopher Reeve. Oh. I know. Uh, nope. No. no. You're right. Not no. grungy, dirty enough. Not douchey enough, as you kind of put Too it. Too pretty. Chris, too pretty, too handsome. Yes. That closes five fun facts. We're going to kick it right on over to let's get the fans asking some questions. And you know what time it is, Delvin Cox. It's time to ask. ask. Uh, uh, Cutter. You never let me down, pal. <laughs> At Newark Knight, Brandon Oglesby. Love his questions. They're so on point and meta. So thank you, sir. Has this movie overset? Over sensationalized the original killing, and is it one of the reasons this movie sucks? That's the first part of his question. That question goes to you first, Sonique. That is an excellent question because that actually is one of my points. Okay, well, okay, yes. well then we'll get to, we'll get to that then. His second half of the well, question. I'll dig into it. Yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there a movie that has that has sensationalized a real life killing or killer to the same extent as Amityville? <laughs> Ooh. I have a few answers to this. I mean, I'll, listen, while Sonique stalls, Devin, Delvin answers. Go for it. <laughs> the Jeffrey Dahmer series. No, yeah. not to this yeah. level. That series blew up big time. And a lot of, a lot of people didn't know nothing about Jeffrey Dahmer. They knew he killed people until that series came out. And people were shocked that, hey, a lot of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims were black. That became like a big thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe not to the... That's true. Not to the way of Amityville, where it's just like people like making copycat Amityville films, but that movie, that that Netflix series, blew up pretty big. This movie made a ton of money. I, I mean, mm, I don't know. What was so? What was the second half of that? Sensationalized a real life killing or killer. If you want to stretch, I'll throw in. I'll throw in the guys from Goodfellas. That whole Ray Liotta, Henry Hill stuff, all the mob guys. I mean, I, that brought everything to a to a. Well, board. that's like most mob movies, I can argue. Sure, there's The Godfather in there too. You, you know, but what? that's not real. But that wasn't real, though. Good film. Not real, movie. but just like right. the general, you know. I, I have the answer of all answers. Okay, let's go. Every movie with Adolf Hitler in it. Oh, that's that's the easy way out, Delvin. Shame on. But you. that's the answer because, <laughs> like every movie that you see with Hitler in it. It kind of don't make me do it in defense of Hitler. (laughs) Oh, so so is Jojo Rabbit a good indicative film for that kind of answer to Brandon's question? No, it's it's kind of become a thing where you can just put Hitler in all types of pop culture, and it's acceptable. Like he he was in um Indiana Jones uh, and the Last Crusade. Is that an acceptable answer? Where he signs? I was was going to say South Park. That was what I was going to say. He was in South Park being the devil's bitch. 
He was in, um, like I said, Jojo Rabbit. He was in a lot of shit. Like, I never knew there'd be so much Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. So many movies about Hitler. Fake movie. After Hitler. Yeah. Uh, fake. There was a movie. Well, he's, he's the ultimate big boogeyman, though. So I feel yeah. like he's he's kind of, um, which isn't to say it's okay, but I feel like they they do tend to extract him from the real person. He's kind of like Hitler TM versus like exactly Hitler, like, that's the my point. So like uh, uh, okay, all right, that's the point. Huh. Let's see what Google has to say about any that are true stories. Let's see. All these are fake. Seven Zodiac. Oh, Monster with Charlize Theron. That was a little story. Never seen that one. I almost said that one. And also, this is, okay, not as big as this movie, but I am a Lifetime movie head. Lifetime has a penchant for movies starring a woman who kills a man, kind of like being a little bit overly sympathetic. I think about the Jodie Arias movie, which made me walk away thinking that Travis Alexander might have disturbed it. And I'm like, I don't think that's what I should take away from this movie. She was a murderer. (laughs) I'm just sucked more in the fact that you as a black woman are in a Lifetime movie fan. That's such a white girl thing. No, it's not. Oh, no. Is no, it's not. Okay. Uh, I, no. I, I see. Corrected. Black I, women love life. Do they really? Okay. Annie, they, yes. They okay. love I'm true wrong. crime. Well, all, <laughs> when, all women love true crime, to generalize. Every, my wife is, uh, loves true crime. Women love that as a whole. I just did not. Yes. That's But you but you threw me for a curveball. I will defer to my African-American friends on this one. <laughs> lifetime movie. I've been a lifetime movie head since I was like a small child because my mom watched them and she'd let me watch them with her. So. I think your Kevin. mother needs to be called in the court here for uh, <laughs> for parenting choices. Kevin, maybe <laughs> lifetime movies are so popular with black women. They are starting to make lifetime movies about black women. Like they have like the um, yes. Houston <laughs> one. They have the TLC one. They have the like just a whole bunch of them. <laughs> the Leo one. They have, it's it's yes. a thing. So if anyone's listening, once the strike is over, I do some acting. I am available. I would love to be in a lifetime movie. Can I just can I just can I just throw out a random number and you guys tell me I'm from right or wrong? Twenty five percent of those lifetime movies that have black women star Monique. True or false? I'm gonna say false. Higher or lower? Lower. Lower. Really? Okay. Okay. Boy, I'm way off tonight on my guesses. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I have you guys on here to help me out with this. Let's see. Next ask, ask a gutter is coming from at Lord Snurts. Man, oh, man. Oglesby, Snurts, Taco Shirt, Krill, and Joe Loves Cam. Those four dudes just bang out monster, monster questions. And here's his. And I made a joke of it in my notes, so I'll just let Snurts take it from me. Would you take Eddie Murphy's advice from Delirious and get the fuck out as soon as the house started whispering? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is where white people like me go, yeah, no, guess what? And I, I'll talk about it in my notes, but they stay for, what, 14 days, was it? Yeah. Yeah. At Taco, at Taco Shirt Krillin, have you ever completely unexplainably had ghost-like experiences in real life? I feel like most people have one. I will go to you, Sonique, again as a guest. Have you had a ghost experience? Absolutely. Um, I believe in ghosts. Um, should I tell the story? It's very quick. Of course. I want to hear this. Know? Yeah, of course. Um, so after my grandmother died, um, uh, I came home to my family's house where she had passed away. 
And uh, it was the morning after she passed away and we were in her her bedroom and we were um, going through her things, not looking for money. Come on, Will. Come on, Will. Who wanted to see if she left because uh, um, she'd been sick for a while. She left any like um, she kept a lot of diaries. If she left any notes about like, you know, anything she'd wanted uh, when she passed. So we're looking for those things. And one thing that passed my mind was that She'd had this watch she'd worn my entire life. I, I'd known her and I was like, you know, I really want to know where that watch is. I, it's the only thing I want of hers, right? I didn't say it to anybody. I just thought it, passing thought. So later on that day, um, I go into my old bedroom and I find the watch on my bedside table. This is weird. Mm-hmm. So I ask everybody in the house, I'm like, did you move the watch? Did you bring it here? Everyone is adamant that they did not move the watch. No one knew that I wanted the watch except for me. And I am convinced that she like placed that there. Like it's it was not there, and then it was there. So. Wow. And how much did you sell that for? <laughs> <laughs> I still have it. Uh, I'm sure you do. But definitely a ghost. Definitely a ghost. <laughs> I've got I've got one. The first and only time playing taboo. The uh, not taboo. I take that back. With um, oh come on. With the with the I. We talking board. about Ouija board. Ouija board. Ouija yeah. board. Okay. Playing Ouija board. And I, I, my, my friends had played it before and I was like, and I said, Jesus Christ, this is fucking stupid. I'm at my, I'm at my house. The phone rings and I pick up was Jesus and Christ. <laughs> on the other end, Jesus Christ. On the other it end. It was a Japanese actually. Yeah, <laughs> Japan. Excellent. Sunique. Yeah. And I go, you're kidding me. And just started hanging up. And I told my friend, they go, who was that? I go, it just went and then hung up and then they go, that's it. And they pop the eye out of the Ouija board little thing and threw the, 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 the board game away and they and, and put it away. And that was it. They go, that's it. We're leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> but let me find out that Jesus, Jesus Christ has bad like um, connection. Like even he yeah. can't get us. Yeah. G- G- Jesus Christ is on boost or cricket mobiles. Call on a track phone. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you at? Nazareth, actually. <laughs> Zing. Bethlehem, yo. That's the OG city. Delvin Cox, any ghost stories? Oh, I have plenty. I did a whole podcast about that. Like, um, I guess the common one I always tell is the fact that um, when I was younger, like around my college years, I had sleep paralysis. What's that? You had what? Sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis. What exactly is that for everyone who doesn't know? Okay. It's when you wake up in your sleep with your eyes open, everything like that, but you cannot move. Uh-huh. So you're very aware that you're awake, but you can't move. And a lot of times during this, you would see like um, in black cars, it's called like the demon on your back. So you'll <laughs> see like all the old black women know what I'm talking about. See that first? You know, you know, you know, you see like a spirit just staring at you. And it's happened to me like, I want to say like three or four times when I was in college. It was like, no, it's a a creepy feeling because you can't move, you can't speak, you can't do anything. So all you have to do is just lay there and wait till it goes away. And it is terrifying. I've had something something similar to that happen where a girl decided to get down and do me a little favor. I was standing up and she went down on her knees and grabbed those hair scrunchie, pulled her back of the head, and I couldn't move for five minutes. It was fantastic. (laughs) Didn't say a word. Shitty cheap cheap joke, whatever. I was I'm feeling saucy. <laughs> Next question from Ask a Gutter. 
Joe loves Kim. How tired are Amityville residents of hearing this? I imagine a lot. <laughs> so tired. <laughs> yeah. And his follow up, he says, if you watch the sequel starring Pauly from Rocky, you'll see a brief scene that borders on sibling incest. I'm more worried about seeing Pauly from Rocky without him being completely covered in clothes from head to toe because he's not an attractive man. Okay. Very accurate. At um, Almighty. Go no, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 please. The residents. I know the residents are so tired of it. Um, The current owners of the house actually changed the windows Mm -hmm. so that people would stop coming by to see the house. So if I'm sure they're upset, I'm sure the people who live at least on Ocean Drive are like over it. I've never felt bad for people in Long Island until this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, it must be so hard for you. (laughs) Where are you based at, Sonique? I am currently in Brooklyn, oh, cool um, but I'm new to New York. Um, I am in Clinton Hill. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'm an, I used to work in Manhattan, live in North Jersey. So, all right, so you're not far. No, it's um, it's like that 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 another Netflix series, the house. That, like I forgot the name of it. I didn't watch it. My wife did. It's about there's a house in Westfield, Jersey, where a serial had a harasser would mail letters to this house that people just bought, saying, "I know what time you get home." I'm going to kill you, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then people just keep stopping at the house and doing all that stuff. That's another one. I remember those, that. Those homes that people harass. There was another one, too, I was thinking. I'm like, it's, uh, oh, shame on you if you bought the house from Full House where everyone's going to stand outside and take pictures. Expecting to see DJ Tanner and Stephanie and Uncle Joey coming out and saying, cut it out. Like, you should know better. If that's the house you're going to buy. Get ready for a bunch of dopey ass tourists to do some uh, peace signs in front of your house while singing every move you make. I feel like <laughs> places like that should just be bought and like just made tourist traps. Don't, like, don't live there, like, because you know what's gonna come yeah. with it. Like the Amityville house, like the Full House house. I think they actually did that with the Fresh Prince house. They're like, ah, right, we just you just come in here and look at stuff in the house and stuff like that. But just don't. You can also there. someone the yeah, Brady Bunch house. Out. The Brady Bunch house was on the market. Oh, and another one that's actually not far from me at all. The Sopranos house. They the exterior, oh. yeah, is not is about twenty minutes from me. And people were, and when the show was on, people were just nonstop going around there and, and checking that out. But no, Tony's not coming down in his slippers and to go get his paper and yelling about also the, uh, the Home Alone house is a famous one. And oh, yeah. I used to live in Chicago. I think it's Winnetka or yep. Wilmet, one of one of those nice neighborhoods. It's a very popular one. People drive past a lot. Yeah. Just make it a tourist trap. Call That'd be game. funny as hell if someone just put the Michael Jordan on a train nonstop in the Home Alone house and people would drive by. Like, oh, look, <laughs> and then like a sign that says, if the wet bandits could be stopped here, so can you is more of an anti-deterrent for burglars. <laughs> <laughs> and here is Delvin Cox's best friend at Almighty Ray, Ray Stacanus. What's your favorite house or building from a movie? He said off the top of my head, I got to go Ghostbusters fire station with a sliding pole. So what's your favorite house or building from a movie? Hmm. Really like sliding down poles. All right. That's, guess that's him. <laughs> about, checks out. Checks out. Okay. I know this is, this is, it doesn't age well, given this person's history. Um, I have to see the Cosby show house though. Like I grew up seeing that house and just thinking like, this is, luxury like i want to live in this house and um especially now living in brooklyn and seeing so many like exterior like brownstones like that is still just like if i could just live in this house you know but um he's canceled 
Yeah. He's not anyone. Well, not really. He's, he's back on tour, so he decided to ignore that cancellation. Wait, isn't he half blind? Yeah. Which, which, isn't that, which, the, which of course, yeah. I, they he healed was, him. I'm just saying. It's funny. <laughs> after he got out of prison, he was healed. <laughs> Oh, that's how, glauco- is that how glaucoma works. Oh, okay. Yeah. How convenient. <laughs> Delvin Cox, you get a house that you would hang out in besides, Nino, besides Nino Brown's house? That one, too. <laughs> the, 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 the Bat Cave, clearly. Like, you know, right. I'm staying with Batman. Got in the cars and stuff. Cool as shit. I thought Bats, about maybe. that. I thought about that, but I have an answer very similar, actually, adjacent. I would say Wayne Manor in the 60s Batman house. Oh, because I have a servant and a maid, but I don't need Laura uh, Ward Grayson, uh, Dick Grayson there. That's a little. No, thank you. Just bring yeah. me the uh, the bevy of young women there of uh, and that. But yeah, the, uh, the manner seems pretty dope. It does. What else we have here? Is that going to close out? Ask a gutter. It looks like it is going to close out. Ask a gutter. Thanks, everybody, for asking questions. A pretty light one and not as much hatred toward you, Sonique. So you escaped bullets for this one. So, and by the way, (laughs) no one listens to the end of podcasts. We get our plugs out right here in the beginning. Sonique, tell everybody what you're up to, where we can find you, all that good stuff you want to share. Yeah, thank you. Um, So I am a comic and a podcaster. You can find me on social media, um, on Twitter at Sonique, that's S-E-Y-N-I-Q-U-E, and on Instagram at say underscore Smythe. That's S-E-Y underscore S-M-Y-T-H-E. Um, my two podcasts, I have one called We Die First, which is a horror podcast hosted by two Black horror fans, uh, four Black horror fans. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I do it with my best friend, Andrew, who is also a comic based in Chicago. So it's a great time. And I also have another podcast called Everybody Wants Something, which is a Degrassi podcast um, because I'm mentally ill. And uh, we are watching all of Degrassi from the 80s onward. So that's what my life's going to look like for the next few years. <laughs> very, very eclectic taste. I will say that. Yes. What did you think? Of, did Horror you see that? Horror and Canadians. <laughs> right? I was gonna, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Why, didn't you marry, why didn't you marry John Hughes? Not John Hughes. <laughs> one of those guys. What, uh, what got you doing the 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 horror one? Did you think the did you see the new horror film that came out this summer that's kind of spoofing the uh the black people die first one? The blackening. The blackening. That's it. Yeah. Um, so we actually started a podcast before that. I'm not saying they stole the idea. They definitely did not. But it was nice to be like, this is amazing. Like you know, cinematic parallels. Um, but I grew up loving horror. Um, to your point about my mom making poor <laughs> choices, I was allowed to watch anything. Um. I think the first horror movie I watched was probably Halloween. I had to have been in like the second grade. So I was oh like, Christ. I was just watching anything I wanted. And, um, you know, all I have now is anxiety. But uh, just watching a lot of horror um, just got me into it. And I decided like it'd be super fun just to do a horror podcast and kind of riff on, you know, the trope of being the first to die and also just like, after every episode, we talk about, you know, how the movie would be different if it were a black movie. So we kind of like rewrite it um, based off what we could talk about. I like it. Stop out there. How did your husband woo himself into your life? Did he buy you a knockoff copy of that thing from the Phantasm, that little floating knife ball? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish. He actually does not like foreign movies. Got it. Oh. Yeah. So 
we work not, uh, somehow. <laughs> most of them, most of them are bad. I'll, I'll I'll see some of them, but most are just. It's so funny. The horror fans are like, "Hey, it's the middle of August. It's time to start saying 85 days till Halloween. Start doing horror film marathons." Like you guys are ill. Not you. You're nice. <laughs> Delvin Cox. I mean, I've started too, so you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Delvin Cox, what are you up to besides breathing in that microphone so heavily? Lean back a little bit. There. <laughs> like you're watching I a 900. But I almost got Sinek to do a spit take. God damn it. <laughs> good job. Thank you. I told you I'm good. Um, I'm on a multitude of podcasts. I guess the main one is um the Delvin Cox Experience. Well, you know, that's the one I always tell, talk about here. But the other one. The other main one, I guess, is play some video games podcast where we talk about video games and stuff like that. It's kind of it's kind of a fun podcast about video games that people love. Apparently, they love listening to it and having fun and making fun of me. Did you play that new Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order game? Boy, that thing dragged. It's good. I hated it. I love the last all the ones. But this one, I, I got so angry at it. I just hate finish it, and it took me way longer. <laughs> I, I I was not happy with it. I hate the puzzles. I hated how long yeah, it went on. All that just let me go be a Jedi. Don't don't let me go try and you know raise levers and use the force to move these objects. No, stop it. Let me just go and be a Jedi. It's stupid. It went on way, 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 way too long. KevinGoatee.com for other dates and shenanigans. Uh also gutting the sacred cow. G- uh, gmail.com. Excuse me. Fantasy football jibber jabber where myself and Nick Whitmer tell you the best players to start and sit as well as best nfl bets for each and every week check that out on the youtube and give us the follow on uh fantasy football jibber on instagram facebook you know the deal or fantasy jibber on twitter at kevin goatee g-o-o-t-e-e it is now time delvin cox to hold the hand of sneak and guide her down the green mile to see if she can do what she came on this podcast to do, and that, of course, is Guts. Cut. The, the Sacred Cow. <laughs> this damn delay. Sneak, the floor is yours. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you so much for having me here. Um, I feel like I'm like doing a dissertation or something. Okay. Um, so first and foremost, it is boring. This movie is boring. I'm sorry. It is very boring. And no, not because it's from the 70s. Um, and I'm saying this because I love horror from the 70s. At this point in 1979, we're at the very end of the decade. We've turned out bangers. We got The Exorcist. Boom. We got The Last House on the Left. Boom. We got Halloween. Boom. We got The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Boom. And yet the Amityville horror left me incredibly bored. Um, simply put, I feel like the Coke in the seventies was way too good for this movie to be this boring. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, the first two films you mentioned, yeah, Exorcist, I found so boring. In fact, we did this very podcast and the last house on the left is in the last house on the left is trash. Absolutely hated it. Wow. But the other two, uh, but 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 Halloween (laughs) is great. And what was the fourth one you had mentioned? Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I get it. I'm not in love with it, but I, I get it. I'm not going to, I I understand the, of course the importance it's fine, but the exorcist is so overrated. Sorry, go ahead. Jump it. Go back in there to your, uh, your points, please. That's totally fine. Um, but I just feel like overall in the, the canon of horror, I think Amityville is typically held up as like the seminal, like haunted house movie. And it, I thought it was boring. I thought it was too long. Um, I thought it lagged a lot. Uh, I was not, 
interested in it. So that's my first point. Mm-hmm. Um, what exactly? What, why? Why were you bored, and what's what made you so bored with it? I love that you asked that because that brings us to our next point. Excellent. Um, the scares do not hit as hard as the other movies I mentioned. Um, like we mentioned earlier, you'd asked about the quotes. Can't think of them. I can think of quotes from the other movies. I can think of like moments from those other movies that are like, boom, that elicited a very like visceral bite. Um, I'll do Texas Shadesaw Massacre. The scene when a uh, homie pops out from the sliding door, knocks him on the head and then drags him in and then shuts the door. That scene is imprinted in my mind, not just because I saw it when I was like nine, uh, <laughs> formative memory, but also just like, it really tapped into a really deep fear. And I just feel like nothing about this really scared me or moved me in a way that felt like, I am, I'm locked in. It's just like, oh, okay. Like it's when the house is haunted. Like, okay. <laughs> what else is new? Your house is haunted. It's not impressive. Okay. Right. Um, uh, I also, uh, from a bigger context, I hate that this movie and, you know, and also the book, but also the hype around this unleashed Ed and Lorraine Warren onto the world. <laughs> These fucking <laughs> grifters. <laughs> These two grifters with bad hair. Um, yeah, The Conjuring, they're hot in that movie. The real Warrens, uggos. Like, I'm okay with saying that they're ugly and they got way too cast by very good looking people. But um, until I knew they were, they were unleashed in the world, um, after the popularity of this movie, um, we had the Warrens kind of like also descending onto the Amityville house to make a name for themselves and to make money. Um, it's because of them. We also have this Ed and Lorraine Warren cinematic universe now, which I think is so strange. Um, the Conjuring movie, the first one, okay. I don't know why we keep making movies about these people. And now the the haunted things in the movies have their own movies. Now we've got this ugly ass doll, not a scary doll at all, has her own movie. Now a nun, scary, but still boring, has her own movie. And, and on top of that, Amityville now has like, um, spawned 26 additional movies outside of just the Amityville Horror. And I feel like that's insane. And they're not good. I haven't seen all 26, but the ones I've seen, they're bad movies. So a bad movie kept giving birth to, it's like a cockroach, just kept giving birth to other shitty movies. Uh, look actually- at look at the Halloween <laughs> series, rest no case anymore. The Halloween series after one is trash. After Nightmare on Elm Street 3, 4 is all right, but it's trash. Totally? Fri- or just- fri- fri- which one? Sorry, the the new one, the first Halloween rebuilt, the Redux from a few years ago is solid. The second two sequels were shit. Solid. Yeah. Really, I like Season of the Witch. I actually will defend Season of the Witch. I love Season of the Witch. The song, the creepy dude. Same race Halloween, Halloween. shit. Oh boy, what a misnomer! It's like let's have it under the Halloween umbrella. We have nothing to do with Michael Myers. Is fucking stupid. So, in the defense of of that, um, originally, excuse me. The Halloween movies were supposed to be an anthology series about like scary things happening on Halloween. Yeah. Um, after the success of Michael Myers, of course, they got the sequel. They attempted to do three and go back to what they originally planned to do. People didn't like that. They wanted Michael Myers and we ended up with like a thousand Michael Myers movies. I kind of wish we had just done the anthology. I think it would have been kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Sorry. But, uh, de- sorry to derail you oh, again on that. My apologies. No, that's totally fine. I love to wax poetic about season of the witch. 
Um, yeah. Um, and then, okay, there's a point, uh, and someone who asked this question earlier, um, they made this point. Um, I don't love that, you know, this movie took the actual horrific murder of the DeFeo family and made it into like a schlocky horror movie. Like, you know, I, I love, I, I, I watch violent shit, but I do, I do draw a line at like, okay, these were real people, um, that I think deserved, deserve more than this. So justice for the DeFeos, um, justice for the Italian next community. I'm sure they're offended by this. <laughs> I will carry that flag for them. <laughs> um, also the house is not scary. Um, a big selling point of this movie, and I'm sure you notice it in the very beginning where they have like the shot of like the windows that look like eyes. Everything's like, oh, the windows look like eyes. That's all houses. All houses look like eyes with windows. Like That's just what they are. Like the <laughs> eyes are the window to the soul. Windows are the eyes of the house. And I don't, I don't understand why that is scary. It's not like, yeah, naturally if you put like red demon eyes behind it, it looks kind of scary, but like on its own, that house, is just a lovely Dutch colonial with lovely windows. I see no, I see no problems with this house personally. I guess you're also yeah. a fan of this old house with uh, Bob. Uh, oh God, Bob, Vila. No, Bob, Bob Vila. Thanks. Damn it! Should have had that house fast with the tip of the tongue. I love old. a nice old house. Like I, you know, there's no reason to assume that it, it's full of demons just because. It's got some different windows, you know. Like I don't know. know. Every 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 time I walk in a house like that, the uh, you you get shivers up your butthole. I go, something ain't right here, kids. Let's. Uh, <laughs> every time you go in the basement, go smells funny. Let's uh, let's go outside instead. <laughs> that must okay, have me. I also wonder if I don't like this movie because I'm a millennial. Now stay with me. At, you know, at one point in my life, homeownership did not matter to me. I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, you know what? I'd like to own something. That'd be nice. I don't love capitalism, but I like the idea of owning something. I love that. Um, I feel like this movie was made for boomers who have been spoiled by the privilege of homeownership that they would leave. I hot take, I would not leave the house because buying a house is fucking hard. Yes, it <laughs> it's is. It's either me or the demon. Yep. I'm getting rid of this demon. There's no way I'm leaving this house. It's a sweet house. It's big. Um, it's waterfront property with your own boat house and a garden house that can be made into a guest house as the realtor told them. And then after 14 days, I would have found a way to make it work. <laughs> Could have been a knockdown rebuild. Remake, remake of this movie with millennials and let, let a demon show up at my house and tell me after all the loans I took out, buying a fucking house, oh, you got to leave. There's demons? No, no way. Here's the here, here's the millennium version. Ready? They'd be on their phones the entire time, going, "Did you hear that? No, that's just the Wi-Fi." <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's like, oh no, it's fine. Like I would just I would just make up reasons. I would see the glowing eyes outside of like kid's window and just be like, eh, you know, lights. lights that's happen. a drone. Stop it. <laughs> it's one of those fucking like a uh, lightning bugs. I don't know. Like I'm ignoring that. Not a big deal to me. Um. I also don't care about this family. I I feel like uh, an integral part of a haunted a haunted house movie is that you have to care about the family. It's not just like oh it's scary. It's like oh I see myself in these people and I want them to survive. I didn't care, and I don't know if it's because they were not well developed. Um, I don't know if it's maybe because the parents were too hot. <laughs> it's because they were too they were distracting okay they didn't feel like parents of of three children i feel like these are this is a hot young couple 
And they're like dinky three kids whose names I don't know. Right. No, you're you're so right. The kids Girl didn't and sta- two boys. The kids didn't stand <laughs> out until the one would lock the babysitter in the closet didn't move the babysitter was in the closet and the other one just sat there talking to her imaginary friend. The other two boys exactly. were doing were just doing that, whatever the hell they were doing. Probably finding their dad's old uh playboys and just snapping them off in the closet. Yeah. Exactly. I don't I don't get these people. I don't understand them. Like I I know they tried to establish, and I know this is based off of like a true story. It was a, a stepfather and their children. Um but even with James Brolin, I wonder if he was miscast because like they want to establish like, okay, he's like a stepfather. So there is a little bit distance between him and the kids. But even as he's going crazy, he doesn't see much different than when we first met him. He's just a little bit agitated, which I just figure is like, that's dads in the seventies. I, I imagine they're just like a little bit pissed off. I just thought he was on Coke. <laughs> so I'm chopping the wood. Yeah. That man yeah. is on drugs. <laughs> He shot more with than George Washington, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> right. I mean, um, so, and, but that's also, I think, indicative of the time. You kind of touched on that. Well, dads in the 70s weren't all touchy-feely. That became that came later on, you know. And that's fair. But I think that it, it kind of takes away from, like, the stark contrast of, like, something is wrong. If anything, I'm like, oh, he's just kind of cold. Maybe he has an iron problem. Ever thought about that? Get this huh. guy's supplements. I'm not immediately like, oh, he's possessed. I'm like, oh, he's just like kind of crabby. Like until he starts like hitting his wife, and I'm like, oh, too much. Before that, it's like, okay, he's just kind of like sweaty and <laughs> like it's not that big of a scene. Very true. Um, yeah. And my last point, um, I personally hate the imaginary friend trope in movies, um, in horror movies, especially. Um kids kids have imaginary friends that's a very normal um developmental stage you go through but too many times the kids are too old to either have an imaginary friend or they're too old to even believe that the imaginary friend is real i had a imaginary friends i had an imaginary squad before taylor swift did i had a squad of imaginary friends i was aware that they were fake i made i know i made them up they were not i did not see them i was like yeah i'm not talking to anything i'm doing this it's never believable for me when kids have imaginary friends in movies and are having full conversation and they're like, Jody said, I can't open the, the door. Like, I don't know. I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. It always takes me out of the movie. Noted. What are there, uh, any other points or is that all? Those are my, my, my big ones. I'm sure some more are going to pop up. They bought that house for $80,000. Which also just made me a hater. I was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> I got it right here too. That's not so a point. That's just like being mad at like yeah. at inflation. <laughs> yes. Give me a number for your opinion on this film, one to ten, please. Um, one being the worst, ten being the best. That is how it's usually done. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would rate this movie at a two point five three. 2.5. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
Okay, so Lord Snurts has given his scores, and I'll be going uh, beat by beat. He has you down for a two. So Snurts, not even knowing who you are, pretty much right on top of that. Delvin Cox, yes, again, Snurt. Don't play poker with Snurts. He's damn good. <laughs> DC, why don't you jump in the ring and start throwing some uh, jabs at a, at a shadow here? Let's go. All right. I have a lot of notes. You, you don't say. my phone. I have literally two pages of notes for this movie. I'm not going to go all through right. all these notes because there's too much shit to talk about. I will say this. I heard a podcast not too long ago. That's funny. I won't be doing this movie about this same Amityville horror situation, the real story behind it. And the podcast was far more entertaining than this goddamn movie. <laughs> and the podcast had Chris Jericho on it. So, you know, it could have been that entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's get right to it some of my notes little to no lighting does not make a movie scary this is a fact just because you badly light the movie doesn't make it scary or make it good this movie should have 100% be called white people doing white people shit because everything <laughs> in the movie uh, just, so I had the over under two and a half minutes that you were going to say white people shit and I, yeah. clocked, <laughs> and I clocked that with ease I knew you were to say that you got damn right you did Kevin <laughs> <laughs> Every moment of me watching the movie, like, what are they doing? Why are they doing this? They, th- this is not something that normal people do. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to go along for the ride. My, another problem with this movie. This movie, this house was like six degrees from being a crack house. I don't know how this realtor was trying to sell this house to people where shit was all over the place, laugh was <laughs> broken. The house was like, shit. She's like, oh, we want 80000 for this. I'm like, fuck you. I'm leaving. You ain't going to clean this shit up, bitch. The house looked a fucking mess. And she's like, oh, well, it's a beachfront property. Fuck off. There's no way I would take that house. It looked like a, a dope house. And then then what made it even worse, after they moved in, they didn't even clean shit up. It still looked fucked up. It's like they didn't even move in. It looked like the house from Good Times. <laughs> and and if, if you noticed, the people in Good Times were poor. So their house was supposed to like crap. Is, let me get this. <laughs> the, the quick flashes of the shotgun blast in the movie, the, the beginning when it was showing the death, wasn't scary. It was fucking stupid and annoying. You know, I didn't like that part. Then, going back to your point earlier, $80,000 for a two story house with a view of a lake. Yeah, I'd fuck the ghost for that much, for that price. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fucking deal. <laughs> I also appreciate how the people who moved in knew that somebody was murdered. They were like, "Ah, fuck it, I'm moving. I don't care." Like, like it's, it's a whatever. Like, like the the real estate told them someone was murdered in the house. They didn't try to get a better deal. They were like, "Well, it's good, good enough. Ain't no way." Should have haggled. Should have haggled. haggled a little bit. Like, ah, eighty thousand dollars. I give you sixty for it. Somebody, people died here. I mean, yeah, four people died. I think that's like about a ten thousand dollar deduction for both. So give me forty, and we'll call it even. Ramp it exactly. up. There were kids, dead kids. That's even oh. more. I'm like, no, no, no. We yeah. going up. <laughs> and, and, and the fact of the matter is, I know for me from hearing the podcast about it, that actually happened. People would, would try to move. They couldn't rent that house for a long time. Because people knew the story of it. Then when people were in the house, they were just like, ah, oh, fuck this. Weird shit's happening. And they would move the fuck out. And that was the story of the house for a long time. 
So, mm. yeah. All right. Here's another thing. Every time I saw the main guy, I can't, what is his name? I can't remember. James Brolin. James Brolin. He looked like Michael McDowell, so I just kept singing Michael McDowell's <laughs> songs in my head. Like, just every time I saw him, I would just start humming, what a fool believes. It's just singing <laughs> random Michael McDowell songs and stuff like that. The next thing was I noticed about this movie. Did the flies have, like, magical powers in this movie? Because, like, when the pastor went to open the door, the flies were just sitting there. He was trying to open it. He couldn't open the door. He just sat there and just let the flies call over. And we're like, I'm like, what the fuck? Why don't you just leave? It's, it's a bunch of flies, and everybody's just, like, in transit because of these dirty-ass flies. It's so disgusting, but they were just okay. Everybody was just okay with this. It, it's, <laughs> it's like that Simpsons meme where Abraham Simpson, you know, whistling as he walks in, takes his hat and coat off and puts something on the hook by the door, then just as a circle and grabs his hat and coat off the rack again, puts it on and just walks right the back out. That's exactly, yeah, exactly. What, what, what common sense would have done. That's that's for let, sure. Let me tell you, if that was a black family, they saw all them goddamn flies, the first thing they said, who left that goddamn door open? <laughs> they would have said that and went and got some raid. Uh, would there be a lot of, uh-uh, uh-uh, this shit ain't happening, I think would be pretty much a lot yeah. said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> also, the, the a part that kind of made me laugh the movie. My man sure didn't get the fuck out of that house and that ghost said, get out. <laughs> he cleared <laughs> the fuck out of there. <laughs> He's like, that must be the wind or oh, the TV's pretty loud, huh? <laughs> but see, you know, and that's that's the one time where it helps being like religious because like you already kind of believe in magic. So you're like, yes. I don't need to ask questions. I'm like, ah, I'm leaving. Oh, let, let me get to that part. How come this man went and told the other pastors or whatever the fuck you want to call them about the ghost? And they were like, I'll oh, just take a vacation. None of them said, hey, we should go check this out. This is like kind of our fucking job. We should go see what's going on in this house. They're like, nah. Okay. They made Sorry, a movie about it. They made a movie about it seven years ago called The Exorcist. They could have went in there and done some shit. Go, hey, we finally get to do something besides touch young boys. Yip, hip, hooray. This is like a common, this other thing I, I made a point about this. It was like a, not a big point, but a small point. In all of these Call the Priest movies, there's always, I think it's it's a very 70s demon movie thing because it was like after Vatican II for a little history. Mm -hmm. um, there's always a line where they're like, oh, there's a demon in, in a child or a house. And then they have to do a plot point about the bureaucracy of getting the church involved because they're like, hey, we're trying to like clean up our image. We can't be out here like doing demon shit. Meanwhile, the Catholic church is doing a lot of other shit. Yes. And they need a PR for, but they're doing like PR. Like, oh no, we have to like make sure people don't think we're kooky. So we have to like, oh man, you're just crazy. So like, to be clear, demons. <laughs> touching kids, okay. okay. Touching demons, not okay. <laughs> That's how Michael Jackson felt, I think, and Kevin Spacey. <laughs> that is where they draw the line, apparently. You want us to do work? Fuck that. <laughs> Go on vacation. <laughs> and see, and that's where I would win as a priest because there's like, when you do the exorcist, exorcism, you get to dress up. You put on the special robes, the special sash. There's like theatrics. I would love. I'm like, oh, if you do improv, can you imagine? Like, oh, the possibilities. Like, I'm yes, handing my way through this exorcism. I'd be so excited. But they're like, no, we're not doing it. Like, no, let's do it. <laughs> your mother your mother sucks cocks in hell. Yes, and uh... <laughs> and also assholes. Yes. <laughs> You're so right, demon. <laughs> also, another thing I want to bring up. 
Margot Kidder's... Margot Robbie and Margot Kidder are two very different looking white men. One one of them is a smoke show. The other one was attractive for her time, but nowhere near in the same league as the other one. Let's make sure crystal clear. Why are you talking about Margot Robbie like that? Margot Robbie is like Jordan dunking on Muggsy Bogues. Let's just make sure we're very clear about that. I spent this Factual. whole movie being like, wow, she's so pretty. Like the whole movie, like, wow, pretty, she's so pretty. But not Margot Robbie pretty. Very no, attractive. No one's saying she's ugly, Sonique. Well, no one's saying the that. 70s. They weren't doing fillers yet. I get so I get it. I get that. But the same way inflation works with the house. Like right. She, not not in the same place. Not in the same. That's yeah, like you're trying, to, you're trying to say like Sophia, not well, uh, Sophia Loren versus Sophia Vergara. Like ah boy, she, she was a seventies eight. Kevin, I I have no problem with that. Zero problem with that. But in the same class of like, is she as hot as? No, no, I can't do that. Pasha, sure. sure. <laughs> you're allowed to disagree and be wrong, but you're still allowed to disagree. <laughs> I think the aunt in this film was a piece of shit. She walked in the house, felt the demon, didn't tell her family shit, and just left. Just like, I can't be here. I can't be here. And left and never came back. She she tried calling. That's what she did. She decided to get on the phone and say, I can't show up in person because of that, so I'll just try and call. And, ah, it's busy. Or, yeah. It's like an AOL dial-up connection. Her ass probably tried, knowing her trifling ass, she probably tried to call one eight hundred collect. <laughs> <laughs> and then she did, and then and then she and then she did the whole thing. Hey, you guys, the house is possessed. Get out of there right now! And then that was her. That was her greeting. <laughs> oh man! Oh, well, speaking of other things about this, had a baby. It's a boy. A boy. That was hers. Yeah. <laughs> like Shanique said, fuck this family, fuck these kids. Wow. I don't even fuck about none of these people. All these people were just like boring, uninteresting, just obnoxious. Like I hate, I hate these people. The dad's terrible. The mom, I don't give a fuck about. The kids. The funniest part of the whole movie to me, the part that made me laugh out loud, is when the fucking kid was locked inside the um, the, the closet. Then the dad comes up and says, "There's no lock on this door." Right. How are you, how are you locked inside of here? <laughs> And then when they pull that point out, and the dad just goes and opens the door, closes it, opens it again, closes it. Like, see? That'll no do it. Here, stupid. There's no <laughs> lock on here, stupid. And then they ask the daughter, why didn't you open the door? She's like, well, they, they, my imaginary friend told me not to. They're like, why did you see your imaginary friend? Why are you getting mad at her if you just tested the door and it worked fine? Clearly, this child is stupid. <laughs> yeah, if, it, if the dad's quite liberal with the slapping, he might as well just belted the daughter one for being dopey like, Open the door. You, I got to pay her double time and a half now because you locked her in here, bitch. Slap. I expected that, but did not get that. But the, the funny <laughs> thing about it was he knows there was so no lock on the door. So clearly, if in, in logical sense, the babysitter is stupid. <laughs> like, there was right. no way to lock the door. I, I like how the door had blood marks because she kept knocking on the door. Bitch, yes. try kicking that shit down. I mean, yeah. come on. Put a shoulder or an elbow in it. You got Use it. Put your head oh, in that, that's, like, that's painful. I had that. I'll talk about that in my notes. That shit is painful. Oh, my God. Really? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll talk I about it. Don't know, worry. I've never seen that. I always thought it was a TV thing. I was like, it's not really No, right. you wear it to bed. They're called, it's called night gear. I know. See, what happened is, I'll, I'll talk about that like Kevin Goatee, I'm sorry. You have things like that. 
When you're when you're what like me, you're old. When you're uh, old when you grew up like in the sixties and forties when they didn't have like good dentists, that's what they used. Motherfucker, I was born in seventy six. <laughs> Shut your stupid mouth. <laughs> the scene where they burst the wall open, they see the force ghost of George is hilarious. <laughs> Just, the force coast. <laughs> yes, yeah, like the CGI of him there. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Am I watching Star Wars? But it's just that this movie sucks. I'm gonna call a straight. I call a spade a spade. This movie is terrible. It is fucking awful. There's only one scary scene in this whole film, and it happens during the end. This movie's two hours long. It should not be no more than an hour and a half because nothing fucking happens. These people are terrible. Then they, then the funny part is they get they get out the house and this fucking guy goes back for the fucking dog. The house is fucking Come full of on, you know that. So I would go that, back. Yeah, that, 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 that dog. dog. Yeah, yeah, that I dog's too. If the house is haunted <laughs> and trying to kill me, those fuckers are dead. <laughs> you better come with me Come with me if you want to live, because if, if you're not if you're not in the car by the time I get there, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> Delvin, you you live, in, you live in South Florida. There are plenty of places for you to find uh, dogs to do pit fighting down there. It's, I'm sure exactly. it's not a problem for you. <laughs> exactly, not a problem so, at all. There are a lot, a lot of pit bulls running down there in Miami. I'm sure you can easily pick two up the streets and have them dog fight in your backyard like you like you normally do. Of course, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm not insinuating <laughs> dog fighting on anyone's part. It's horrible. Yes, he is. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> what else you got? Is but, that it? But my final thing I want to say about this movie. Fuck this fucking movie. This wow. shit would never fucking happen to black people. The end. Thank give you. Me for an, my give, give me the number. Two. This movie's fucking awful. Two. Damn. Delvin Cox, Lord Sturts has you at a three. Snurts, you lied. <laughs> it's not that far off. <laughs> These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com. Go grab yourself a hat, mug, bag, shirt, whatever. Also, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com if you want to say hi or to advertise with us because you know we love a little bit of revenue. And last but not least, love of Christ, leave us that five-star rating, two or three-sentence review on your podcast platform of choice. I love screen shooting my favorites and sharing them on social media. Notes. I can't believe you guys missed this. The opening scene where the coroner comes to the house. Who's there? Principal Strickland from Back to the Future. Oh yeah. To oh. quote, to quote Martin McFly. Geez, did that guy ever have hair? Answer: No. No. Especially back in 1979. <laughs> James Brolin, or as I know him, playing Pee Wee in the hotel scene of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. No one else wanted to shout that out. Okay. Paging Mr. Urban. You know it. <laughs> I just spit out my water when she complained, as you said, Sonique, the house was $80,000. The house on the water right now, $1.8 million, I guarantee you. Facts. Oh, no. We went off this whole house. Jesus Christ, it's a mansion. I swear <laughs> I wrote this down. I swear that is the save the clock tarot woman it was the realtor from Back to the Future. Just did a quick Google, and I'm right. That was, oh, it was? the Save the Clock wow. Tower woman. Oh, my God. I'm good. Good job, that, KG. Thanks, right. pal. That's two people from Back to the Future in nine minutes of this film. Weird. Right? <laughs> What's next? A baby Biff running around there trying to complain about that he is a knocking in his bedroom window? <laughs> Zooming in for three seconds on the crucifix that he just hung on that wall. 
the director needs to be a little less obvious because it's his subtlety is about as subtle as a ghost pepper in your eyeball with his foreshadowing. <laughs> the focusing on that crucifix to go one, two, three. Okay, we get it. Something's going to happen with this crucifix later on. It's so blatant. How do the flies get inside yeah. without anyone trying to shoo them away? I, as a man of the cloth, I highly doubt he can afford such high quality heroin where it can numb the senses of flies <laughs> tingling on your face. <laughs> Nothing like Lois Lane doing leg stretches in her bedroom with her titties hanging out to break up the monotony of moving into a possessed house. That was so random. Yeah. And appreciate And also, I mean, like, yeah, like, cool, but also. <laughs> why <laughs> cool boobs i don't mind but like then she got startled i, I thought my first thought was like oh is she like trying to like seduce her husband like oh she's like, i'm gonna like you know i'm gonna do like my stretches he's gonna come in because he has right. her her bow in. Like, she's like she's like kind of like you know suited up like she's ready and then he walks in and it's like a jump scare and i'm like oh i thought we were like this was foreplay <laughs> like no it's not you're just doing okay the door's open your kids are here okay okay yeah fine. yeah That'd be funnier if it had all the flies circling her private parts, like as a pubic hair nest of flies. That would have been funnier. Oh, uh, Didn't you see oh Scary God. Movie 2? Okay. Oh, yeah. Rule rule one, uh, Lois Lane, lock the door when you're knocking boots so your kids don't interrupt. They're, uh, she, you, you've got three kids. You're from a previous marriage. You know how the rules are. Stolen all, <gasps> grasp your clothes in a hurry thing, and he's got to tuck his boner into something really fast. Like, no, be a and professional. They're old. Right. They're pretty, they're not like little, little kids. They're like old enough. Right. Yeah. They, they don't have to work. Knobs work. Right. Like, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, let them start knocking at the door and ask, what's going on? And that's when you reply, mommy and I are just having a tickle fight. That's the all answer you give. <laughs> Again, the shot setups are so goddamn lazy. The scene where he's sitting around smoking a cigarette, but the window is in clear view in the background. I go, oh, okay. Why are we looking at this angle? Two seconds later, the cat jumps out. Like, okay. That surprised no one. So, again, we don't need a three Mississippi because that just gives away any element of surprise slash jump scare. Is blessing someone's house still a thing? Do people come to that? The priests come to the house to have you blessed? Is that? Yes. I'm, I'm atheist. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I just thought that having a, st- a sign above your stove that said, bless this mess cures everything. <laughs> it's like the ABC blackout for like the cootie, the cootie shot. And it's like, it's just, oh, yeah. <laughs> bless this mess. We're good. <laughs> I've seen orange traffic cones with more personality than James Brolin's character. How about you? I agree. Agree. Um, is it bad that I thought he got hotter the crazier? He I mean, we we just learned a little should, bit more about you. That's for sure. Should, yeah. I, should I unpack that? I was like, ooh, he's like, I get some. She, Nick's watching this. She starts chopping wood. She's like, God, I got these panties off. They are too cumbersome. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I like a man that's going through it. <laughs> and that's and that's my cross to bear. I was just gonna say, do you stare did, stare for three seconds? Did you stand outside like psychiatrist's office, licking your lips and taking notes and just giving a guy an eyebrow arch as people walked in and out of their th- therapy sessions? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I got my husband. Yeah, that sounds about <laughs> all right. Checks out. Hey, by the way, <laughs> you do all know that James Brolin has this kid. You know, Josh Brolin got attacked by a bunch of dork kids tied to a chair in a little film called Goonies. Overrated. And then, of course, he snapped his fingers and half the population disappeared in, in the Avengers. 
Gotcha. It's yes. weird. Every movie in the 70s involved slapping women, I think. There's about 85% of these films I watch. I just watched another one. I'll talk about it and ask, uh, sorry, what did we watch? And they also had a shitty theme song that shoehorned the title of the movie in it while the credits rolled. Thank yes. Christ we have moved past that. What was yes. the film that kind of moved that away? Star Wars, which got sued by the, by the I think, PGA or DGA because they had the credits at the end and they had the scroll at the beginning. So... But the theme song part never got that. Although I do miss TV theme songs. We're being robbed of that, folks. And I want retribution. True. Because yeah. not a not a week goes by, I don't hum the Night Rider theme out of some kind of boredom. That's a good one. If they brought Shlomo the rabbi into the haunted house instead of a priest, would he experience the same difficulties the priest has, even though he does not believe in the devil? Or would he just complain and nag all the evil spirits out of the house? What would he do? Well, Thank you. The latter. Uh, also, pause. I want more of that. I I'm kind of tired of horror movies with like a demon called priests. Like, call a mom. What What did a mom do? What would a What would a rabbi do? I, I've I've not seen that, and I think that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, it's we like, need a subject change. You know? Let's let's turn the page on that yeah. one, right, guys? We've seen yeah. that chapter. That's a good idea. Thank like, you. Call like a, like a like an old Haitian mom. Oh, she's gonna do voodoo and shit. Who knows? No. I would call my mom. Know, my mom's a Christian. I would. She would do it. If you know, she's an African lady. She'll do it. I live in the hood. I live like Little Haiti. There are a lot of Haitian women who will tell you all about the stuff they've seen, and when they see stuff like that, they will tell you about voodoo and how it's happening, and they will tell you how to put shit on your house to keep that shit away. It is yep. a fact. Yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, Devlin's gonna find a, a dead raccoon skin to, to, to nail to his door. <laughs> I, my, I found weirder. My mom has been seeing angels allegedly since she was a child. So I'm just like, I'm gonna call that lady up. Yeah. That's the most you call. Do, do your thing. <laughs> I had that same headgear the babysitter had who, who got locked in the closet. Let me tell you, I haven't drowned in as much pussy when I had that thing on than I do now. <laughs> Can you imagine 12 year old me wearing that shit? It was an absolute eyesore thing. But listen, my teeth look fucking fantastic. So thanks, mom, dad. Thank you. Feel great. Thank you. Oh, another compliment, Sonique. I, uh, well, hello to you, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's another one. Holy shit. The main priest, the priest boss, is the mayor from Jaws, Delvin Cox. Did you not see Fuck that? Fuck that movie. Fuck you. <laughs> you the worst. Do you hate Jaws? He I does. He came on this podcast, really Sonique, to try and tell us why Jaws sucks. And let me tell you, he got more anal rape than Ving Rhames and Pulp Fiction did. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's a tough one. Like, that yeah, movie that's is awesome. good. It's what? great. It's flawless. <laughs> it's now, if only he wore that sweet-ass anchor suit jacket, he would be the Bradley Cooper of priests. <laughs> <laughs> so far, the, in the, about minute 45, this movie's neither here nor there for me. It's cheese, but not blatant over-the-top cheese, like Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Anytime I'm here in the uh, I'm in the house and I hear the words "get out," I do exactly that. I don't care if someone's talking about the movie "Get Out." I still just get out. Exactly, smart man. This family is garbage. All these flies buzzing around, and no one gets vinegar or bug spray or Christ Almighty, call an exterminator. This is the same type of people that probably take bars of soap and jam them into their ass crack without using a washcloth. Oh. <sighs> People do that? Yes, people yeah. do that. Yeah. Yep. Do they share it? The bar of soap without using washcloths? Yes. I don't live yes. with them, th thankfully. 
This is a thing. I was just like learning so much in this yeah. podcast. James Brolin <laughs> sleeps in a in a long sleeve shirt and tidy whiteies. Not exactly the uniform that you come down the stairs half asleep to check out a suspicious sound in. Yes. It's yeah. kind of hard to tackle a robber when you've got a, a, a semi night boner wearing tidy whiteies, right? Yeah. That's why you do it naked. You scare the robber. Oh, and then you threaten rape upon him. Now you're talking. <laughs> I wouldn't go so far, but just like, are you going to attack someone who's like naked, just like right down the stairs? You're not. <laughs> you're That's not. Hilarious. You, you hear you hear a sound. You start fluffing up before you grab the shotgun. <laughs> I just come downstairs. You really want some of this? And you start chasing them, trying to pull their pants down. They'll never come back. They'll never. You don't need a ring camera anymore. You've you've solved that problem. <laughs> I want this movie remain with black people. I'm not painting. I'm not pandering to you too. I want to see this made with black people. Why? Because I want to hear there'd be way more calling the devil a quote bitch ass motherfucker and slapping the kids when they tell you they have invisible friends who talk crazy shit. That's the movie I want to see. <laughs> James Brolin goes to a library and takes a book and puts it down his pants. Does the Amityville library charge to you for you to take out books on like every single library I know that takes them out for free? He's told the book. It's free. It's not Barnes and Noble. Okay. It's free. You don't have to jam it in your pants, close your jacket around it and kind of shimmy on out of there. That was, Maybe that doesn't happen. Books. That doesn't happen. Delvin Cox. Maybe he's fucking it's book. on books. <laughs> Josh Brolin looks like a cross between Mick Fro Mick Foley and Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. I agree. The business partner, he needed more meat instead of just taking a punch and going, I'm sorry, man, but I still love you. And yeah, how much that was a weird thing? And how much business partnering do you need in a land survey business? I'm sitting there going, What business do they do? What and they see the van drive says land surveyors. You go, Oh, that must be number three in the all time when you meet a guy at a bar, Sonique, of what do you do for a living? Land surveyor. Ooh, you might as well just get a just get some sandpaper because there's that's not an exciting uh, industry. <laughs> I career. don't even know what that is. And and maybe and I don't think I'm a dumb person. <laughs> I think I know jobs, but like, I'd be like, what the fuck is that? It sounds made up. Uh, I'm no, like, I, not, he's not a job. I'm not even, I'm not even, I'm not even going to Google. I'm pretty sure it's when you see those dudes on the road, standing with those tripods and looking at those weird, like binocular things and looking at a piece of land to see how flat or curved or whatever it is. And I think that's what it oh. is. That is correct. I thought they were doing community service. No, no, no. They wear orange, orange little fleeces, and they pick up trash on the side of the highway. Shanice, Shanice, sorry, Those are called me. criminals. <laughs> yes, we know that, Delvin. Thank you for bringing that joke around third base. I, I don't know. I see, I see, I see an orange, I see an orange vest, and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Wait, the, you cross, see, you... uh, the, the person of the the crosswalk lady i'm like mm -mm. <laughs> you see an orange vest and you go no good but you see a guy chopping wood maniacally who's probably possessed by a devil and you go i think i could fuck him like i could change him yeah <laughs> they, they call that the pete davidson syndrome i hear <laughs> oh good oh good it only took an hour and 15 for that crucifix to fall down to pay off that setup an hour and 15 ago yay there's Chekhov's crucifix. Yeah, yeah, the gun. <laughs> Chekhov's gun. Uh, exactly, I love that. So we're at two weeks, and these dumb dildos still haven't said, eh, too much crazy shit going on here. Let's grab a hotel tonight. What do you say? 
These parents need to have Dyfus take their kids away from them. This is horseshit. Yes, I agree. The house bleeding is less shocking to this family than a tree branch busting through the window in a storm. You talk about misplaced priorities. And you think that they would come back and say, let me just dig a little deeper besides falling in that pit of black blood or whatever that was. What was really there? You're not going to send the cops in in there. You're not going to send anybody. No one else has been in there to find out what the hell that is. And that is the laziest ending of them all. Go back at the dog. Okay, fine. Peel away. Credits. They left all their shit and never came back. Fiend. Fuck you. (laughs) I know quasi that's how it ended, but you couldn't have anybody. Again, police, real estate agents, homeless guys trying to, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, just crash out there in the house for whatever reasons. No one goes in there. Couldn't have a hand grab their leg and drag them in or something cute like that or fun. Something to kind of really tie it up with a bone set of credits. I thought that was insanely lazy. Not a fan. Yeah. Poltergeist did it better. I, I will tell you this. Just this. If, if I was <laughs> if I was this family, I, the, the ending credits should have been them asked for their goddamn money back for this house. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you sold me this bullshit-ass house? <laughs> Give me my fucking money back. You know the real estate agent went back and started giggling like, cash a check, cash a check, cash a check. <laughs> That would be a really funny, a really funny like end credit scene though. You just like wait, like they're just like sitting in the real estate office, just like worthless. <laughs> it's like I would lovely at least. And, and, it was something. He should have went in the real estate office covered in the blood, just covered in the blood. Like no, I'm yeah. not leaving till I get my goddamn yeah. money back. Cover, covered in blood with his long sleeve shirt on and tidy whiteies and asking for his money back. That was the scene to close out on. Yes. I, I I'm not a horror fan as we've discussed before. I understand it's the 70s, so you're going to give a little bit of leeway. I didn't hate this. I didn't like it. Let's be frank. I didn't like this. I didn't despise it. Will I watch it again? No chance in hell. Was I scared? No, because all the scares were telegraphed. And if this house is so scary, no one died? Yeah, no one no one dies. Okay. That's true. Maybe okay, maybe because they didn't die in real life, but they're also saying that in real life, a lot of this shit was made up. So if you're taking liberties, might as well go the full Monty. I give this a four out of 10. Now, what is Snurts happening? Four. Oh, you got me again, Snurts. Good on you. I really job, just had Snurts. to write down that. Yeah, he's killing it. Let's see what the critics have to say. Critics, five-star reviews. Dated by today's standards, but still effectively creepy moments. No. No. Dry, dumb, and periodically somewhat dull, but still packs enough of a haunted house wallop to warrant a skeptical visit. No. No. (laughs) The first part, yes. Second part, no. A chill... (laughs) A chilling horror wrapped up in a disturbing family drama in spite of its dubious true crime roots. Even even James, bullshit artist, that's who. Even James (laughs) Brolin said, I didn't buy it, but he said he read the script, though. He didn't buy their story, but he read the script and was just revelated and, I'm sorry, captivated, that's the right word, excuse me, and read it from like seven in the morning to like four in the, uh, seven at night till four in the morning, but. He still says it's it's dubious with all that stuff that went on. 
Critics, one star reviews. A pack of flies. Oh, we forgot to talk about this guy. Swarm all over Father Delaney. Then again, Rod Steiger's howling performance as the priest. It just could be the flies like reeking ham. It's so funny. I didn't. I haven't seen. I saw this once before. I've seen Scary Movie. I forgot how hard they parodied this film because I thought mm-hmm. it was just eighty-five percent Exorcist. And I and I when I rewatched Exorcist, I was saying to myself. I don't, there weren't any flies in here. Like, what was that whole fly? Like, I can't breathe, cough, cough, cough. And I'm watching this. I go, oh, that's it. That's where this comes from. But you're right. The overacting here was uh, was full force. It was Jim Carrey, Riddler, Tommy Lee Jones, Batman Forever, over the top horse shit. It felt like outdated too. I feel like by 79, we were seeing a lot more like naturalistic performances. It felt very like, almost old Hollywood, like kind of just a bit over the top. Like I should have had like transatlantic accents and like, get out of the house. It's haunted. Like, I don't know. It's felt like very like, what is like, who are these people? <laughs> School play. Yeah. I- maybe we're on Coke. <laughs> he looked like he was ready to break into iambic pentameter and then maybe into a song. Yeah. It was rough. <laughs> the family sticks around to sample the entire range of demonic poltergeist effects while Rod Steiger, a priest who tries to help, is laid up in bed, perhaps due to a chronic case of overacting. (laughs) (laughs) I smell a theme. The film's reputation exceeds exceeds its achievements, and the true story angle has been vigorously disputed. That's not really a one-star review, but here we sit. Is that something? Uh, Worst of all is the gore, of which there is really any. That rare horror film that has a body count of zero. Ha! There you have it. Amazon five star reviews. I was not in the country when this was, was originally date was originally released, so it's new to me. Though the story is certainly familiar, it's pretty decent, not at all too dated. I'm happy Brolin had some serious hair. Signed, Mr. Belvedere. Right, well. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great movie that I've watched several times on demand. When I stay in New York, I stay in a place that is very near Amityville, and actually, it's a nice area. However, when the hotel clerk was giving directions, he never said it was Amityville. I just happened to notice an almost hidden sign on the exit ramp of the expressway. Ha ha. What was this Fromer's fucking watered down version here? <laughs> Bearded Brolin at one of his best, and that chick who looks like Lois Lane but hotter. Signed, Christopher Reeve. There you have it. <laughs> that was the actual review? The chick that looks like dude, Lois Lane? Cut and paste, baby. Cut and paste. <laughs> that motherfucker is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. If you pause it on Amazon video, it says Margot Kidder. <laughs> If you watch enough films and think yourself, consider yourself an above average film fan, you should know that name. I'm curious who you thought it was. <laughs> the chick that yeah. like who, he's like, is that Linda Carter? Margot Robbie. <laughs> Margot Robbie. <laughs> Great horror film and now all caps. But entirely a lie. It is not a true story. It was a plot between the author and the Lutz family to make some dough. Sign the Blair Witch Crew. Okay, well, that makes effects <laughs> have to me. Amazon one-star reviews. Awful. Not scary at all, and the story makes no sense. No ending. It just stops. Weird religious overtones. The only good thing about the movie was the score, which was quite well done. I I disagree. That the kids sing, it's been done Annoying. to death. 
We don't need any more. Thank you very much. Yes. Horrible. No animals or mammals harmed here, right? Does the boy here look like Macaulay Culkin? Signed, Kevin Spacey. Well, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> there you go. Rod Steiger is way over the top as a Catholic priest and has an unfortunate scene where he's sitting on a bench wrapped in a babushka like an old Russian lady. <laughs> Mar- that's true. Margo, what, he went he went deaf mute because of the flies. That's isn't that what happens with the Spanish flu malaria? No. Margot Kidder's character does nothing but react the entire time, just like Shelley Duvall did in The Shining, another overrated film. And sheesh, she sure had ugly legs as evidenced in the scene where she's standing in front of the mirror. And the less said about Roland's performance, the better. Parentheses, it's all the hair. Signed, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Her legs were good. What are you ugly talking about? Ugly legs. Not okay, even virgin. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> she has a great body. Last one. When George slapped Kathy, I was hoping she would pick something up from the mantle and hit him over the head with it. But yet again, I was let down. The woman selling the house was the only one with sense. As soon as she got her money, she ran the hell away from that house. <laughs> this movie perfectly shows you what idiot would just have to sit around and wait for danger. Every time something happened, they just sat around scratching their heads. Please don't waste your time or money on this garbage. Delvin Cox at Sneak Smythe got that sacred cow. Absolutely. Great yeah. job. I, I think she kind of just nudged it over the edge of the cattle product. This film hung itself. There is no no one's running around here though discussing about how great this is like a top horror film. I don't hear my horror film fan, horror fan film friends kind of like putting this on the Mount Rushmore's or even the top tens. This horror film. But it gets like, but you know, it's not one that I feel like I hear people say. But like in certain circles, like Stephen King, like spoke very highly, like, they kind of like dug into it as like, oh, it was like an allegory for the economic, uh, you know, uh, issues of the 70s and the housing crisis. I don't know, Kevin, you were there. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, I was three years old when this came out. Let's not go. What was the housing market like in the 70s? Yeah. Let when me you tell you a little something. Yeah, let me tell you something, kids. <laughs> We didn't have all these fancy phones in your pocket. We had a phone that was cordless. All right. We had to find but our still, we had to find like, we had to find our nudie magazines in the woods and trade them as as collateral with friends. Barter. Like Felix the cat like phone. Like a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you millennials are such horrible people. But go ahead, please. What was it like? What was it like when they invented color? <laughs> Not people. Uh, TV. Not people. <laughs> No, actually, like everything was a black and white, and then they did color. Everything okay. like Delvin, you're you're witnessing you're witnessing the last episode of Sneak Smythe in this podcast. So you know, say say goodbye to her. Oh, that's, you two are just fucking cads. All right, let's find out who's funnier, Chat GPT or KG. I asked Chat GPT to write three jokes because I don't believe in torturing you, except for Sneak. I should give you five because you know. Making fun of me because I'm older. Jo- joke number one. Joke number one. Why did the ghost from the Amityville Horror get a job at the bakery? Because it wanted to prove it could make killer pastries. Boo! Get Ew. them key. Get those keys out, kids. <laughs> Unplug it. <laughs> what did the real estate agent say? She found out the house was haunted in the Amityville Horror. Well, at least it comes with built-in roommates. 
no. See more jokes like these at the Eastville open mic at six o'clock. <laughs> What's a ghost's favorite room in the Amityville house? The living room, of course. It's where all the action happens. That's just fucking lazy, Chat GPT. Chat GPT zero KG twenty six. I stand undefeated. This is uh yeah. listen. I think the, I think the WGA writers are safe. Oh yeah, th- yeah. this is listen. They, they they can write taglines for jingles for commercials, <laughs> but they sure as shit can't write jokes. Kevin Goatee saying, Delvin Cox, thanks again for hopping on. Sonique Smythe, you're a joy and a treasure. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. We'll see everybody later. Avita Zen. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.